Hello. 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 How is everybody today? Hey guys. Welcome to the Chicks in Charge Automotive Edition podcast. We are so excited to have you here. I am Jess. I'm Shasta. And we are uh, talking to Scott Trainer today and we cannot be more excited to hear what he has to say. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're going to bring him on stage right now. Scott is with USA Motor Jobs um, and is a dear, dear friend of ours. Um, we've been friends for, I think, a little over a year now, um, and we cannot wait to introduce him to you and um, tell you all about what he is doing um, in the automotive industry and for um, dealers all around the country and even Canada as well. Uh, so help us welcome Scott Trainer. Hey, Scott. How Hi. are you? Doing good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you for being on. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you on the on the show. So welcome to the stream. Thank you so much for being here. Um, your support to us has been amazing over the course of the last year. Tell us a little bit about what solution you provide to the industry and um, how you make a difference. All right. So um, I am running USA Motor Jobs. We launched down in the States just over two years ago now, just about two years. We launched during COVID, which is a very interesting time to launch. Um, and we are an automotive dedicated career portal. So we really wanted to modernize how people are connected in the industry and really go to our roots because I come from the industry. All my partners come from the industry. My wife comes from the industry. So we really wanted to make it an automotive dedicated site that caters to the special needs of the industry that speaks the language and so on. So we really uh, taken it by storm and thank you guys for all the support. I know uh, uh, aside from just our friendship, you guys have been uh, cheerleading me all along and uh, giving me guidance because obviously coming down to the States, everybody was new to me. So you guys kept pointing me in the right directions. Absolutely. That's, I think uh, we always say it. I think we've said it on every episode so far that one of the most important things is the uh, connections you make. And, you know, I've actually been on a couple of demos with um, dealers that I've recommended you to. And, um, you know, one of the most interesting things to me um, is how you find candidates and then how you score and rank them. Um, would you tell our audience a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So we change the way that people are connecting. Uh, we understand that the new modern way people don't have resumes handy the new generation isn't prone to writing resumes technicians definitely aren't resume writers so we wanted to make it so that it's what everybody knows which is profiles we've really made it a community social platform where both the dealership and the employer are both building profiles there's no manual writing out to do you're selecting from predefined criteria, qualifications skill sets uh, education salary and so on on both sides. So this is going to allow the system to match up and show where they match up, what they have more, what they might be missing, how they match in terms of salary and so on to really get a, the best synergy between the candidates and the employers. For the employer side, they're also going to be able to see the ranking. Every time somebody new applies, a candidate's going to re-rank for them in the system, um, which is gives clear which candidates are standing out from the rest. Um, also, that nothing else is uh, written out manually is the site works in three different languages, English, French, and Spanish. So obviously, English and French is for Canada. We don't use that down here, but English and Spanish, meaning even if a candidate is more comfortable to speak in Spanish, they can actually build their profile in Spanish and view everything the employer did in English, but in Spanish, apply in Spanish, and the employer will get it back in their language of choice and vice versa. 
So that way it's really synergy. We wanted to cater to the whole uh, Hispanic community down here as well. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. I love that so much. So, so what role in the dealership do you see the most need that needs to be filled right now? And, and with that too, like how can us as the audience and listeners, how can we help dealerships fill that, fill that role? Oh, uh, that's the million dollar answer. It's technicians. Every dealership I speak to, uh, they're in need of technicians. I'm sure you guys heard it. I know Shasta, you've said some uh, introductions <laughs> for me as well. Um, that every dealer is looking for technicians. Now, am I the miracle solution? Am I creating technicians? No. However, am I able to guide them and try to educate them to help find technicians? That I do. We also have different partnerships with high schools, trade schools, uh, veterans associations to try to bring returning men and women into the industry. So we're really trying to fill the need for technicians. But that problem is an industry problem as a whole where the industry needs to all work together and to, I say, fix itself because they've let technicians go over the few years, over the last decade, um, and how they're retaining them and how they're attracting new talent. So I think we're all in this together, um, and it's a joint effort. But the site does cover everything from uh, Porter all the way up to general manager. Obviously, technician is the biggest need, but we have a lot of finance jobs, a lot of sales jobs, uh, even some administration, let's not forget, BBC. Awesome. Awesome. My wheelhouse. Fantastic. Answer. We love that so much. How would you say, speaking of BDC and sales, finance, all of that, how would you say that the customer experience at the dealership is affected um, by short staffing in each of those major departments, you know, sales, service, BDC, parts, finance, um, detail, even um, what, what changes in the customer journey when we don't have enough staff for those departments? I love that question. Well, we definitely see it right from the greeting. If there's not um, enough greeters, if, if there's not enough salespeople on the floor, salespeople now are also leaving the industry. So we're seeing that shortage where the customer service is not up to what's expected. Now, I mean, this is a nationwide problem. You see it not just in automotive. You go to McDonald's or anywhere or Walmart, they're all short staffed. However, with what the level of service we should be providing to the clients, we really see delays. Technician, when there's not enough technicians, cars are delayed much longer than they should be. Uh, and the service writers, there's not enough to uh, call the client. It, it really affects the whole customer journey from service to sales and everything after. It's, which is why dealerships are using uh, companies such as Epic BBC because they don't have enough. They can't even keep up to reach out to their potential clients or current clients because they're on-site staff. They're just so shorthanded um, that companies such as uh, yours play a crucial role in it. Well, and we see that too with the, um, with the even the service departments for, for the stores that we handle service BDC for, when the, um, when the, with the tech shortage, when they're having to schedule their service appointment months out because they don't have the techs to handle the, the appointments that they've got wanting to come in. Uh, it's, it's a pain for those, for the, those dealerships because a, they can't make that money if they can't get the appointments in and the customers are frustrated because I only have one vehicle. Like, what am I going to do in the meantime? We don't have any loaners. So it's a, it's a headache for the store all around. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we see posts from dealerships on the daily on indeed and zip recruiter. Um, what, 
why should dealerships go with USA Motor Jobs opposed to those other options that are out there? Listen, I'm not even saying to not, yeah, I'm not saying not to go with the other ones. I think really you should be covering all your bases. What we provide is different than the others. Indeed, in ZipRecruiter or any of the big ones, people go there for to try to fill something quickly because it gets very expensive, the other platforms. We've really designed ours yes. to be, so that dealerships should always actively be interviewing. We all know what the candidate market nowadays, how it works is everybody who wants to work has a job. Nobody's sitting at home without a job if they want, if they want to work. So what's important is to always be in the face of talent when talent is ready to make the move. So that's a big difference between us and the others is we don't actually charge per post. We really built it as a subscription model, which is more cost effective. And that way you can always leave your posts up and always actively be interviewed. Um, it's rare. Let's say you might not have been looking for a master technician, but now you have one kind of a master tech who's moving down from New York and he's coming to Florida and he's ready to, he wants to work your story. You'll make room for him. You might not have been necessarily looking, but because your posts are, you're always visible to the candidates. You'll definitely make room. There's a top producing salesman. There's a top producing fighter, anything by always being visible to the candidates is what makes us different as well. And also the automotive dedicated aspect. We're out there advocating for the industry. We're out there at the car shows. We're out there with the high schools, promoting the industry. We're out there, as I mentioned, with the trade schools. I'm on the actually on the advisory board on, at a couple of the uh, of the colleges to really try bring the next generation into automotive. We care about automotive. I started my career in automotive. I was selling cars in 19 as well. I was selling Toyotas. I finished my career in the store. I was managing Canada's largest Mercedes-Benz dealer. My business partner was a mechanic, then a teacher. Uh, my wife, Ariana, who's a managing partner with me, she was uh, actually BBC. She worked for uh, Sean Armour uh, back up in Canada. And then uh, wow, she was human resources at, yeah. And then uh, she worked human resources at BMW. So all this to say is, we care about the industry and we want what's best for the industry as well. So that's really what sets us apart is how deep we are in it. I think that's what, sorry, I think that's what makes the best vendors. And, and I hate, I hate the word vendors. Um, it irks me to my soul and I don't know why, because I think vendor is only transactional, mm -hmm. but I think that is what makes the best vendors is the people who, you know, came from the dealership life who understand what it, what it is to be in the store and what it takes to make the dealership run. Well, and I think so too. And Scott, you dropped a really fire line in there whenever you said, make sure that you are in the face of talent when talent is ready to make a move. And whoever is listening and watching this right now, you should write that down. Absolutely. Because I promise you the right person will come around that can transform your dealership given the opportunity. You just have to be ready for them. I'll tell you, yeah. um, I shared um, our, our our link to our live video right before um, coming in here. I was sharing it into some groups. And one of the groups that I shared it in is called Ladies at the Dealership. And it's a group of women, um, you know, obviously who work at dealerships all around the country. And I saw a post yesterday that was a woman who works at a dealership. I think she was actually, I don't know if she posted anonymously. I don't even remember her name if so. Um, but she just said, do you ever just feel like you just don't belong somewhere? And the comments were just all filled with people saying, yeah, absolutely. 
I just feel stuck. Like I can't leave this place. And I don't even know if it would be better anywhere else. And the fact that there's just people out there that feel like that, it's like, you don't have to feel like that guys. Like there's, there's places you can go that you would absolutely feel valued and feel wanted and feel like part of the family. And like, so absolutely. Like I shared, I shared this post in there. I'm like, Hey, I saw you guys' post yesterday. I saw your comments. You guys need to watch this so that you know how to find those resources and how to find the place that's going to value you. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot um, of great so speaking back to kind of sorry, yeah, there's sorry, a go lot ahead. of we got a little bit of a lag. There's a lot of great operators. I mean, there's still many that are still stuck in the past or in their old ways, but there's a lot of great operators out there who are family oriented, who are there to grow, um, to help you grow in your career. I mean, we see stores like uh Beaver Toyota with Patrick Abad. Or, you know, um, mm -hmm. he, he's one of the pinnacles of what a store should be in really a culture. Uh, you have Liza over at CMA. You have Bozart Ford. Oh, with Ed, oh absolutely. Growing text. I mean, if you see the technician program he has, where you could start at Quick Lube, they actually have trainers on site, that their employees that are coaching you and leveling you up every through every shop because they have multiple shops on the same in the same building really go so i don't think anybody should feel stuck because there's a lot of great operators out there that are willing to invest in their in their team and to make them feel good but unfortunately which is why the automotive is where it is right now is there's a lot still stuck in the past with an old mentality and old ways so it's people just got to realize there is yep, absolutely better. yeah i mean i get into it sometimes you see that every <laughs> when they're posting i've told some employers, I don't want to post this or you're not going to get people. I, I'll tell them the hard truth because yes, this goes to exactly what you're saying before. We're not vendors, we're partners. I've had employers come on and I tell them, if you post this, mm -hmm. I said, it's fine. You are not going to get the results that you're expecting. Why? Because look at the market. Here's what's going on in the market. Here's what the others are offering. Here's the values of the other. Here's the work-life balance of the others in your area. I said, so in the end of the day, we're not a recruiter or an agency. We're simply the portal where they can connect. So we don't do any of the, the middlemaning. So it's up to the stores to sell themselves on why the candidates should work there. So I will bluntly tell the employers, you need to step your game up. You're not getting anybody. That's, I have no problem. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And um, as a vendor, this was very interesting for me to learn as well. And so I see that um, in the comments that we have a couple of vendors, dealer partners. Um, so I want you to talk about this. Um, so for people who are, um, you don't even have to be a dealer, but you can be a dealer. So if you're a vendor, dealer partner, um, dealership, whoever you are, um, you have a program that could benefit them. Um, it's called their, your reseller program where they could make um you know monthly recurring revenue is that right yeah and it really came down to the whole working together um at first we were hiring just internally and we said we and then i realized with the growth down here in the community i mean just working with people such as yourselves and everybody else the more we're all working together and referring people we know that are going to deliver our current clients results a uh, the client's going to be happier because you're fixing another problem that wasn't necessarily what they hired you for. And B, you're making a bit of money uh, as well. So yes, we do have the reseller program for any uh, dealer partner or anybody who wants to be on. And it is uh, monthly recurring revenue. We don't even ask for the program to be sold. 
Uh, we'll do the demo. We take care of everything. We take care of the onboarding, the, the setup, the always want is connections and to grow with everybody. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, so tell me, Scott, like what is the cost to USA dealer jobs to sign on with you guys and what all comes included in that package? The USA motor jobs, the, you said USA dealer jobs, USA motor yes. jobs. I was wondering if you were going to say <laughs> USA dealer jobs. <laughs> I caught it. I USA caught it. motor jobs. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, you should have corrected me. I, didn't, I, I was gonna let it fly. No, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, so going back to how it's different is we are more cost efficient. We know that posting on the large boards gets very expensive, especially for the mentality of always be interviewing. I mean, a post on a normal board can go three, four hundred dollars for thirty days. With us, we actually charge per rooftop. So we don't charge per post, we charge per rooftop and it's uh, $500 a rooftop, but that's unlimited posts. Now that's if it's a single store and we do have promotions that run uh, once in a while, but then there's also the multi rooftop discount, then the group discount and then the enterprise discount. So that price actually, there's very few clients paying $500 a month because most of them have multiple rooftops. But right. going back, even at 500, that's for unlimited postings. So what that allows you to do is most stores will leave up a uh, Lubin Tire Tech, technician, service advisor, uh, and salesperson all the time to really, once again, be in the face of top talent when top talent is ready to make a move. We're the media source making sure that the talent sees it when they're ready. Um, so they're always actively interviewing. Most of them are leaving those positions up uh, 12 months a year. And then others, when they need to fill something, they'll add, okay, I need uh, a BBC rep. Okay, I need a porter. But that's not something they might always be actively interviewing for. Um, so those you can take on and off, but it's unlimited. We don't charge any setup fees. We don't charge uh, per user. It's completely unlimited. So we did make it cost effective, um, really, to help the industry. That's and amazing. That is amazing. So one of the sorry, the lag. Um, so one of the things that I don't know know if. Um, if a candidate has not technically applied for a dealer, can a dealer find a qualified candidate that is not in their area? If a candidate, sorry, repeat, can you repeat? If a candidate. Okay, so, so my understanding, because I've, I've been on a demo with you before, is that the dealer finds the candidate because the candidate applies with the dealer, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. So say that a, a dealership is in Florida, but there's a really super qualified candidate that lives in Washington and has on their profile that they're willing to relocate. Yeah. Can that dealer find that they, candidate and speak to them? Yeah. The, awesome. the dealership. So aside from the ones that uh, apply, because we do send it out by email, text message and push notification. The dealerships can also view the candidates' anonymous profiles that are in the system. It's the ones that chose. Obviously, the candidates have the option to allow themselves to be viewed anonymously or not. What this means is with, they're going to see how the candidate matches up. Now, this is the fun part. We're going to see with the ranking system. They're going to see everything that matches. They're going to see what's missing. They're going to see what the candidate has more. Uh, if they want to relocate, and the dealership can actually actively invite them to apply on the job. So aside from the first notification, the, that automatically gets sent out, the dealerships can actually proactively go and invite candidates to apply on the job. And this we've actually really ramped up because of our partnership with Connect AI. 
So uh, a little shout out to Jared at Connect AI, but we've really integrated the AI tool awesome. into the texting service. Um, this is really bringing a whole nother level to how dealerships and the candidates connect. It's also bringing data back to the dealerships because it's great when candidates apply, but we also want to know why they didn't apply. So through the AI-based service, we're actually gathering data from the candidates. Was it the salary? Is it the distance? Is it um, the hours? So on to be able to provide that data to the employers so that hopefully they can improve or make some changes to adapt to what the candidate market is looking for nowadays. I love that. I do too. So um, feeding off of your new partnership with Connect AI, congratulations on that, by the way. Um, yeah. So speaking of partnerships, you work with your, uh, your wife, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> she keeps me in line. <laughs> so uh, uh, I bet she does. I've met her. Um, so tell us a bit about that. What would you say are the uh, biggest pros and cons of that? Well, the biggest pros is that we understand each other. Um, obviously, when we're working in the same field, we can talk about it. We have we understand when one's frustrated, uh, why they're frustrated, because we both are in automotive. We have the same goals, so we're both pushing to achieve the the same thing. What's a bit struggling is obviously sometimes when there is a bit of conflict. Well, you have to remember that's just work, and really not harp on that aside from, you know, okay, it's done. That was just in work, but we both have home offices. So we're both at home. We both have offices at home. So it's hard to also to detach. Often it'll be even be even on the evening, she'll pull out her laptop or me, and we're supposed to be spending time together and watching TV or so on, relaxing on an evening. Okay, now I'm just gonna do a bit of work. I'm just gonna do a bit of work. So it, it's hard to detach at the same time. I think that's one of the, the cons, but we love what we do, so. I I think that uh, Shasta's and my husband will agree with you on the, you know, having to pull that laptop out in the middle of trying oh. to have time together <laughs> I, uh, because it never ends. We, I realized, I think it was Friday night um, after I got home from work at uh, seven. Oh no, we had dinner that night. Um, so after I got home, it was like seven thirty, and I realized that we still hadn't created the Facebook event for this yet, nor created the graphic. And so I was up to like five o'clock in the morning, getting everything ready and yeah, I, I took I took work home with me, so I I feel that very much. We're all guilty of it sometimes. Yeah. So so now we yeah. get to get to the fun part of the show where we ask you uh, uh, more of some more of a personal question here. So go ahead, Shasta. Uh, so one of my favorite questions to ask um, because I think that I I would have um, liked people to do this for me. Um, if you could give a piece of advice to any young person coming up in the auto automotive industry, what would it be? I love this question. It would really be to learn and listen and take in as much as you can. Um, when I was in automotive, I was a top performer, which is why I got it before finishing at Mercedes. I was managing another store, but I thought I knew everything, um, which I didn't. So it's really to learn the best habits and take care of your customers. So in the end, um, <laughs> just saw Jared's comment. So it's really to listen <laughs> to those that um, are willing to teach, but make sure it's the right people you're learning from. There's a lot that are out there that are just 
chest pumping and you know, brouhaha, and they're not teaching you the right way to build uh, to build your right. business within automotive. So it's to find the ones that have the true values and to learn from them. I agree. I, I should have known that we couldn't make it the entire podcast with a panda head coming up. <laughs> and I mean, all right, all right. So I've got another. Well, I'll expand on that one actually, Jess, but more, we actually are launching. So with USA Motor Jobs, we really want it to be the community platform that, uh, so aside from jobs, it is a community platform. We are launching something that would touch on this would be for them to subscribe to Voice of the Industry. So it's a whole new section of USA Motor Jobs launching in about two weeks that well, Shasta happens to be a part of. Jess, you will, if you if you want to come on board, please let me know. You didn't reach out, but I'd love to have you. I'm putting you on the spot now. Um, where we have industry experts from everything from BDC to sales to finance to fixed ops to parts to coaching to everything where we're building a whole section on the platform where there's going to be content provided from people such as Shasta, uh, people such as Jared, uh, Sandy Cerami, Frank Lopes. Uh, we got a lot of great people coming on board um that are going to be providing content for the people to learn so not just new people people in the industry and that's really the whole community aspect mm -hmm. of i love that yes. yes put me in there coach i'll be it's, i'll be there it's so funny because that was that was my last question to you i was i was saving the best for last <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave it to sorry. sorry but it, we do have two more, so two, we have two more. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Scott. So what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest mm, pet peeve. This is a good one. Yeah. It's tardiness or, or non, not answering. Now Shasta, sometimes uh, you're not the quickest on answering, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> message. No, that's her pet peeve too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's her pet peeve too. She will stand by the door and watch for everybody to walk in the building. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, um, yeah, and then, what, what, go ahead. Go for it. Sorry. There's, we have a lag, so I'm trying not to talk over you. <laughs> no, and also, I guess another one of my pet peeves is that sometimes when it takes uh, Shasta a bit long to answer my Facebook messages, but luckily now we're in a group chat with Jess. So Jess can be on top of that for her. <laughs> That's how it normally goes. Like most people, if they can't get a hold of Shasta, they're popping us in a group message because I normally respond pretty quickly. <laughs> And then I just handle everything. And then whenever I'm ready, like if I have, a, if someone asks a question that I don't have the answer to, I'm like, Shasta, please answer them like now. Yeah. <laughs> I probably oh. don't want to know how many unread text messages I have. Right. Now. Let's, let's look live. I have 110 text messages. I have 10 Facebook messages, um, seven Facebook notifications and um, 60,000. Can you please show everybody your email right now? Like that, how ridiculous that is. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it on the camera. I don't know. 60, right 60,610. Like it's not going into focus for some reason, but oh well. I promise you it's 60,610. How? How? I, I, email is not the way to contact me. I live, <laughs> I live in 2023. I almost said 2022. Well, apparently Facebook Messenger and text isn't either. No. <laughs> no. What do you, th what do you think is a? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, 
I don't even check my mail either. So like, what, what, what is the best way to get a hold of me? A phone. Yes. I guess a phone call. Like, definitely. Probably Jess. Jess. Yeah. It's Jess. Text Jess. If you ask Rob, she just calls my husband at like <laughs> nine o'clock at night. Hey, are you with Shasta? Give her the phone. I think straight up. <laughs> um, okay. Last question, kind of. Um, what is a weird quirk that you have that not a lot of people know about other than the panda head? I love these. A weird quirk that I have. <laughs> the panda head is pretty epic. Um, I know, but everybody knows about it. I, I think that would top it, though. You had to bring up, you had to say, I can't choose it. That was my answer. <laughs> I was like ready for that one. <laughs> no, I, I'm sticking on Panda Head. So right, now right. you have to tell the story to the people who don't know it about the Panda, the Panda Head. All right. So the story behind the Panda Head was that we were at uh, SoduCon. Um, and obviously, the people, mm -hmm. the guys and girls from um, from Platinum have the panda in their commercial and Jamie and mm -hmm. that do tons of skits with uh, the big panda head on. And I said, Hey, well, we might've had, you know, it was in the evening. We might've been at the bar after the event. And then I said, I want to wear the panda head. Well, I spent half the rest of the night with the panda head on and had a lot of fun dancing and taking pictures. And uh, I was repping platinum for the rest of the night. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Uh, I think I've seen some, uh, some Snapchat videos. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think, uh, do you have your wallet on you? I do. Snakeskin? Yep. <laughs> I remember seeing that whenever I have, uh, we were, where was yeah. we were at together. Yeah. Maybe? I have I have snakeskin slides. Uh, Ariana's a snakeskin handbag. Well, that's a different quirk. There you go. Mm -hmm. Is I go down to the Everglades. I have a friend who has a camp in the Everglades, and we go and hunt the Burmese pythons, which are an invasive species down in Florida. So I go from Panda Head to Proper Scott, uh, business COO running a company, to I'm barefoot in the swamp with my friend hunting uh, pythons. <laughs> Oh, I had a spider crawl on me last night and lost my crap. So I can't even, I, to be in the same state as a Burmese python is terrifying. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not even, nope. Yeah, nope. nope. I'm out. Yeah, same. I'm out. Yeah. <sighs> nope. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm solid on that. I'm with, I'm with Tisha on this one. Nope. She said the wallet, oh. not the wallet. My hair is still stuck <laughs> on my arms. Oh, because Tisha and I we went for a all right, all right. week. That's why. And she saw the wall and, and I made her touch it. And then she, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we were up in uh, Tampa together at lunch. Ooh. I love Tisha. Hi, Tisha. All right, Scott. Thanks, so, everyone. what conferences? Yeah. What conferences can folks find you at? And how can they reach you? Yeah, I will be at um, Digital Dealer in Tampa in 12 days, 13 days. So Tampa is my backyard. So anybody, if they're ever in Florida, let me know, uh, aside from the conference. Other than that, I will be at NIADA in Vegas. 
Um, everybody can reach me on my email or cell phone. Cell phone's probably the easiest. Call me, text me anytime. It's 239-241-7373. So 239-241-7373. Call me, text me, um, because Shasta is definitely not calling me back. <laughs> You're making me sound like the worst BDR ever. <laughs> No, I'm giving it oh to you. You're so busy and focused on your business and epic yeah, BBC that you don't have time for me. Yeah, that's that's literally the problem. Is I can't get out of my computer long enough to even pay attention to my phone. That's legitimately the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I've got uh, Robin popped in Scott's phone number in here. So if you want to take that down, we'll also when we upload the podcast, all the podcast sites, we will also add it in there as well. Um, Scott, it has been an beyond a pleasure to meet with you today and i'm so 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 excited we got to do this and i'm i'm even more excited that you called me the day of because um now that we're booked out through the july i don't even know how how oh, long yeah. it would have taken for us to get to do this so i'm so glad that you called us that day yes it has well, been a great show you. with you scott we really appreciate your time and uh coming on the show with us today absolutely yeah well, so audience join us next week i definitely knew i wanted to be on and yeah. i love being with you guys so this is awesome thanks uh, thank you yes. so much. You guys, you guys, you are both. And I wish, I wish Ari would have came on so that, that we could talk to both of you guys, but I know that she's camera shy, but, um, you guys are some amazing people in the industry and we're so culturally aligned. And Absolutely. I think that, um, it's going to take groups of people like us that are just welcoming of everybody and, you know, willing to learn with everyone, willing to teach everybody and willing to just you know, bring everybody along with us that it's going to really take people like you guys, like us, um, to just really revolutionize this industry and bring it back from what it used to be. My, I always I was joking Audience, around. Audience, um, you can join us next week live. Yeah, I always joke around. I say, <laughs> we cannot get over this freaking lag, man. It's <laughs> lag, but I'm always, I always say MAGA. I say, let's make automotive great again. Yes. Love yes, it. Love absolutely. it so much. Okay. So next week we are going live um, at 12 p.m. on Wednesday. If you're going to catch us live, we'll be live same places, Facebook, um, on my Facebook, on Jess's Facebook and Jess's LinkedIn um, with Troy Shear, who is the Director of Marketing and Communications with National Independent Automobile Dealers Association. Or if you don't want that whole mouthful, you just call it NIADA like we all do. Um and remember, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And so whenever you go out into the world this week, make sure that you light it up. We have been the Chicks in Charge, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Light it up. Bye, everybody.